calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. But then I tested and then I got a call from my team um, that, that night. And they said, okay, so, you know, you know, testing was today. And I know you're waiting for the news. So you ended up getting the job, but Netflix didn't even test you. They just booked you straight. They said, you know what? Just book him. We love him so much. And I was like, really? Hello, world, and welcome back to another episode of Thanks for Coming In. I'm your host, Jillian Clare. If this is your first time tuning in, this is the show where I speak to fellow actors about their journey and I make them share a couple bad audition stories with me. If you're not subscribed to the show, make sure to hit that subscribe button now and check out the links in our show notes. There's some, um, you know, social media things down there and we just launched a Patreon with some really cool perks. So check that out. Today on the show is Ren Doy. You may remember him from Barb and Star, Go to Vista Del Mar, where he played Kristen Wiig's evil sidekick. Uh, you also may remember him from Drama Club or Side Hustle, but he is now starring in the brand new Netflix series, That 90s Show, as Ozzy. We talk about the famous coming out scene and if he thinks Etienne will make an appearance in season two. So here is my conversation with Ren. And welcome to the show, Ren! Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. I'm so excited to talk to you. You have been in some seriously amazing stuff lately. Um, truly awesome stuff. And I can't wait to talk about it. But before um, before we get into any of the new stuff and the awesome stuff that's going on, uh, the first thing I love to ask my guests is, what made you want to be an actor? For me, it just kind of, I never had like that go, oh, I want to be an actor. It was more so... I was an MC for my preschool's performance, and parents would come up to me after the performance and say, you were such a good MC at such a young age, and you talk so well, and then it kind of happened naturally after that, so I started when I was nine. You started when you were nine, so what was your journey for kids out there who are thinking, man, I want to do what he does? Um... How did you talk your parents into it, one, <laughs> and and what was, like, the first steps for you? It was, 
I feel like for me it's a little different. I did, I never had to like convince my parents. My my parents were pretty supportive. I mean, my mom's here with me. Like we live and together, and then my dad is um, in Hawaii where I'm, I was born. Oh wow! But for me, I just did a workshop in Hawaii, and then I was given the opportunity to come out here to continue the workshop um, to find an agent, and then it all kind of ra- unraveled after that. Amazing. I know it's so weird. I grew up as a child actor as well. And I feel like when you're a kid, it's just like you do these classes and you do these things and it just all of a sudden is there. Yeah. (laughs) So dad's in Hawaii. And how often do you get to go back to see him? I would say maybe like uh, two times a year. Um, I try to go home during the summer. Mm -hmm. Um, For example, last year, once we wrapped the show, I went home. And then right before public, you know, the press started, I went back home once. So Mm -hmm. usually a couple of times. That's nice. And what um what was like the first role that you booked that was something that you felt was like, oh my gosh, I'm on a set now. This is so exciting. Well, the first job I ever booked was the first audition I did. So the first no audition way. I booked, yeah, I booked it. And they weren't even like looking for the role for me. Like I was just there and it was for a, it was for a commercial, a, a Sonos commercial, the speaker. Uh-huh. Um, and I was supposed to be dancing. It was like a Christmas commercial to promote the speakers or whatever. And I was dancing and I, I've been dancing since I was like four, mm. taking classes and stuff. So it was really nice to be able to show that side of me Mm -hmm. um but yeah that was in 2017 that was 2017 wow all right so you're a dancer do you are you do you dance on tiktok did you get into the musically in the tiktok scene (laughs) no (laughs) but it's so yeah it's so funny that every project i've done so far like they've somehow incorporated my character to be dancing Like, like i don't know how many times on this show that i've had to dance that's nice though it's like they're they're bringing some part of you into the character which is really cool yeah it's really nice um so you were in barb and star go to vista del mar first off i have to know how old you were when you did that because you were so flipping funny and i just feel like you were this tiny little baby just making everybody laugh (laughs) thank you i was um i was i think nine or ten And how was it working with Kristen? You got to be the evil counterpart to her evil counterpart. How was that? It was so fun. I mean, when I first did the audition, I really didn't even know it was going to be such a huge movie. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, I knew who Kristen Wiig was because I did watch Bridesmaids when I was, like, really young, like, four years (laughs) old. But that's all right. Um, But I did watch Bridesmaids, so I kind of knew about her. And then, obviously, I mean, she's so widely recognized i mean Mm -hmm. my parents knew her immediately and they were like really happy not only did would i be able to fly out to film in another country we filmed in mexico Mm. but also to meet her it was like really fun so my first day of shooting we were filming on the beach in cancun and she came into the makeup room you know she finished her scene and apparently the scene she was filming was a scene where she was coming out of the water as her evil evil self in the film and um, she had mosquito bites all over her face because she was bitten or whatever. And then she was so messy and sandy. And then, of course, you wouldn't think it was, it's Kristen. I mean, Kristen is like, Kristen. And then right. this lady walks in and is like, whoa. But it was her. <laughs> <laughs> and how was that for you as a kid, being able to work with, I mean, you worked with some serious powerhouses on that. 
And I want to know what that yeah. experience was like for you. I feel like they taught me. I mean, I was it was special because I was the only kid in the movie, so I got to really enjoy my time there but also they gave me a ton of attention mm-hmm. and they really took the time to talk to me so I felt like you know we're we're all so professional and I feel like they respected my work and they just treated me like one of their own so I think mm. that really you know it changed my whole filming experience that's nice to hear it's good to hear when things are positive on a set especially for young performers um, so Barb and Star happens, and then what's after Barb and Star? Do you start working on Side Hustle after that? Yes. Well, actually, first I did another Nickelodeon show called Drama Club. Okay. Um, it's so weird. I was doing the audition for, like, two different roles back in January of 2020 when it was, like, you know, busy pilot season and all mm-hmm. that, and, like, t- all of my friends were getting the audition for that show, Drama Club. So I didn't end up getting it. COVID happened. I went back home to Hawaii, and then we finally moved here in 2020. And then end of 2020 comes, I get this audition. And I'm like, hey, I recognize that project. I think, didn't I audition for that, like, at the beginning of the year? And it was true. And then I ended up booking the role. So that was cool. It was like, (laughs) you didn't get it, but then you got it. (laughs) Perseverance. A story in perseverance, for sure. So you were in, you started with, drama club in the Nickelodeon world and then you moved over to side hustle and how long was that on for because I I've worked with Jaden who I adore oh, okay yeah and yeah um, it was so such a cute show side hustle I filmed I came on like mid first season okay um and then we filmed that was like February 2021 and then I didn't appear in every episode but I appeared in at least half of the second season which was 20 episodes I think That's a lot. so we filmed from and then I, I, they had a little hiatus and then mm-hmm. they got picked up for a second season in July of 2021 so we started filming from July and then all the way to Feb January, January. Mm. and then when did that 90s show come along that 90s show January right when I finished sign up so I switched <laughs> over that's right. We love that. Okay, so tell me everything. How was the audition process for that? What was it like to meet all these incredible people who have been, I mean, comedic heroes for a long time? I actually, I mean, when I got the audition, I, you know, I read the description and my manager called me. My managers called me and they said, are you willing or okay to play an openly gay character on the show? Mm. I was like, of course. I mean, it's a character, of course. And plus, mm-hmm. I, they kind of felt that I would fit for the role. I usually I I usually know like oh if this audition fits me or not, but like I didn't really feel anything. I was like, oh whatever, I'll just do it. And then I <laughs> did it and then casting wanted to meet with me a week later, so I met with them on Zoom. But it's like it was busy at that time because I was filming a Netflix film in Atlanta called The Outlaws mm. at oh. the same time. So we had we were going back and forth from Atlanta and LA and it just so happened that my second trip to Atlanta was when producers wanted to meet me for the callback so I was like okay we're in a hotel but I'm not gonna say no so I just decided to just do it in the bathroom of the hotel room (laughs) so we did it in the bathroom and you know how like they give you like ice buckets in case you want to I don't know drink wine or something yes um so I used that um to level the computer (laughs) for my eyes eyeline and then like the producers and I still laugh about it to this day like they wrote me a note at the end of the season when we wrapped the first season of shooting, and they said they gave me this really um, 
uh, cute and nice vintage swatch as like a wrap gift. Um, and along with it came a note, and it said, we will always remember you from that Atlanta bathroom. <laughs> That's so cute. Was that your first time, like, getting that far along in a process for a lead character in a TV series? I mean, did you have to do a testing process, too? Were there chemistry reads involved? Yeah. Um, so after I did the call back in the hotel, mm-hmm. um, after that, what happened was they wanted me to do one chemistry read with Ashley, who plays Gwen on the show. Mm-hmm. So I did that, and I believe she, we were the first two who booked the show, or who booked wow. the roles. Yeah. Um, but anyways, after the chemistry read, I knew I had to test with Netflix, so I knew that they, it was a Thursday. And I, I remember the day, it was 11-11, November 11th. I remember the day that I um, was testing. And so usually I've tested before for another pilot that I had with ABC. It didn't continue, but I have gone through that process. So Mm -hmm. I was kind of like, I kind of knew what was going to happen, like 50-50. Even if the producers like you, if the network doesn't, you know, all that. Um, But then I tested and then I got a call from my team um, that, that night. And they said, okay, so, you know... You know, testing was today, and I know you're waiting for the news. So you ended up getting the job, but Netflix didn't even test you. They just booked you straight. They said, you know what, just book him. We love him so much. And I was like, really? They didn't even look at my audition? Like, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. I know. I was like, no. And then my team tried to, like, trick me into think that I wasn't going to get the job. Like, the phone kept cutting off because there were so many people on the call. It was I was on, I was coming home from, like, tennis lessons, and then I was driving on Ventura Boulevard, and, or my mom was driving, and then it was, we got the call, so we were like, okay, let's pull over. So I remember exactly where we pulled over. It was in front of a, an Italian restaurant. <laughs> and so we pulled over, and then I'm just, I, I actually, I don't cry normally when I get a role, but I, I did cry because I think it was, for me, when the pilot with ABC didn't end up getting picked up, I, I was heartbroken because I booked it before COVID and to have to wait a y- over a year to start mm. filming it, it was like a long process. And I had like an emotional attachment to any project that I have, but specifically with this one, having to have to wait so much. Yeah. Um, but, you know, usually when something doesn't go, you, you, you obviously you get sad and, yeah. and you don't know what's going to happen. So for this to happen, it was really amazing. So you book it, and then you get to be in the sequel series of, like, one of the best comedic series of all time. That 70s show, when I was growing up, was, like, the coolest show ever. Um, and you had some of the original castmates return, but you have Deborah Joe and um, – I always forget his name. He plays Red. Kurtwood. <laughs> Kurt, yes. Um, how was it working with them? I mean, they are – they're legends in comedy. Yeah, they they are iconic. I mean, they have such good chemistry together. Like, yeah. I was watching an interview that we did for our press junket. Um, the adults were separate and the kids were separate times and everything, but we did it for BuzzFeed, and mm. I was watching their interview part, and they are just so good. Like, it doesn't matter if they're not intending to be funny. They just are funny. Yeah. It's, like, crazy. Um, but, I mean, I feel like they welcome the kids really good, and, you know, it's... Not every project you work on, you become like family. Mm-hmm. And I feel like having a good work environment really contributes to that family vibes. Mm-hmm. But we did, we did really become like family. And they're just so nice. 
That's so lovely. Um, I have to ask, do we know if there's a season two, do you think that we're going to meet Etienne? Um, <laughs> it's so funny. I was asking the producers because, like, you know, Etienne was kind of brought up into the mix early on in the season. I think it was yeah. episode three. So I was, like, asking them, are we going to meet him? Like, what's going Hello? on? Is he real? Is he fake? I mean, he has the Phantom of the Opera sweatshirt, so, I mean, he must be real. Right, and you have um, the phone call with him. Yeah. I mean, has to be real. So they did say maybe. Ooh. But I don't know what their maybe is. <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe their maybe is maybe now go go do your job. <laughs> or maybe yeah. it's maybe it is, yes. Um, speaking of Etienne, and you mentioned that your character is openly gay, how was that for you? I mean, I feel like the response has been so lovely and so gorgeous, and that scene with Deborah Jo was so sweet. How how has this response been for you? It's been really touching. I mean, you know, it, I feel like the writers giving my character that sort of boost or that moment was really, I was really grateful, and I found out the night that we finished filming that episode um, in front of the audience, the writer of that episode came up to me, and we're really close. I'm really close with everyone, but she came up to me and said, you know, thank you for telling my story, because she Mm. is part of the LGBTQ community, and she did deal with that in the 90s, and she kind of had that similar step-by-step plan that Ozzy had. Mm. So, I mean, hearing that was like, oh, I mean, any time. And so to hear that from her made me really... That's so sweet. I love that so much. Um, you mentioned that you were filming another Netflix movie when you booked that 90s show. Outlaws? Is that it? The no, new Outlaws? Yes, the Outlaws. The Outlaws. And uh, is there anything you can tell us about that? Um, <laughs> Probably <I> think, not. <laughs> not really, but I, I can say that it should be coming out this year. That's good. Because we did That's film good. it like over a year ago. I think it was supposed to come out last year, at the end of last year, but... um. So hopefully everyone will be able to see it this year. So on this show, we like to share um, audition stories that have gone awry. Are there any stories that you would like to share with the listeners? Um, well, I kind of shared my booking process with this. So I'll share the one that I had with Barb and Star because it's Ooh, very okay. interesting. Okay. So got the audition. And at that time, I wasn't living here permanently. I was going back and forth from L.A. to Hawaii. So I was in Hawaii for the summer. I was going to summer school, and, you know, you get these self-tapes. So I was like, okay, let's do it. And at first, the only, like, they had a couple scenes for me to do that I had with Kristen on tape. And then there mm-hmm. was one scene in particular they wanted me to do, which was, like, Yo-Yo riding the bike, fil- singing Guilty by Barbara Streisand, and throwing the newspapers, uh-huh. like, so I had to do that, and then I was like, okay, so we submitted it, and then they got back to me, and I think I did, either I did the callback, or I just met with the director. Um, his name is mm. Josh, so I met with the director, and then that day, our Wi-Fi at our house cut out. So there's no Wi-Fi, we're panicking, what do we do, what do we do, and the Zoom is in like a couple hours, but then usually, because Hawaii has like, or the island that I live on, Oahu, has like one main service company that provides service to like most of the residents there so if it shuts off in one area it takes a while for the crews to come and repair everything like so i was like oh no oh oh no so nearby our house there's a mcdonald's so we went to the mcdonald's and then we did the (laughs) we did the um the meeting at the mcdonald's so i kind of had to tell him like (laughs) you know i'm at a mcdonald's right now so if there's any like noises 
it's the workers. <laughs> and then he was already in Cancun in his hotel room relaxing, and I'm over here stressing out trying to make sure that no one ruins this director meeting. <laughs> oh my god. You're like, if you hear greasy burgers being flipped, it is because I am in McDonald's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, clearly it worked out to your advantage, and they probably got a great laugh out of it. I think so, too. I was like, okay, I'll see you in Cancun in a couple weeks. Oh! I love that. <laughs> um, well, thank you for sharing that with me. I just have a couple, I have one big question that I'd love to ask you. And it's, um, you know, you're so young and you've already accomplished so much. I want to know, you know, where you kind of see your career progressing as you get older. If there's a certain genre you'd like to fall into that maybe you haven't tried yet or, you know, whatever it is that you're, you feel like you'd be drawn to as an actor. Yeah, I feel like I do a lot of comedy. Mm -hmm. So I do obviously enjoy comedy, but I also want to I want to do other genres and I love, you know, working with my TV family. But I also love feature films because I feel like it's just different. The filming yeah. process is different and the way they promote it is different and the amount of people that watch it will be different. So I am excited to hopefully see what what's in store for me this year. That's so exciting. And do you have any aspirations of going behind the camera too? I do, yeah. I mean, I kind of want to, even if like there's a period of time where I'm not working, I still want to be in the industry. Mm -hmm. So I do, I enjoy writing a lot. Okay. So I do want to become like a writer or like a producer or even a director, even though it sounds really complicated because I know, because our director Gail is like always really busy and I know she gets stressed out, but she does such a good job that I want to like become like her. Oh, that's so sweet. I mean, I feel like being an actor is probably one of the coolest things because you get to learn on the job and see everybody else do their job. And so you can see the writers in action and the directors in action and the cinematographers and everybody who's around you. So it's great learning opportunity. Just start taking notes. Have a little notebook. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just being able to work with everyone. So far, I've been able to work with a really nice, with really nice people. Yeah. But yeah, even like I, I would just want to stay in this industry period as an actor or as something else. But <laughs> I'd love acting. Good. Well, we love your acting and we love that you get to act and you know, bring joy to everybody who watches you. It's been really fun to watch you um, grow and see your career blossom. Thank you. Uh, how can people follow you on social media to keep up with all of your stuff that's going on? Yeah, my Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everything is Rendoy, R-E-Y-N-D-O-I. Perfect. Thank you so much for coming on, Ren. I hope that that 90s show gets picked up for season two because y'all deserve so it. And it's thank so good. You. And I've loved watching it. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Thanks again to Ren for coming on the show and talking with me. Make sure to check out that 90s show only on Netflix. Uh, I loved it and I am praying for a season two. Tune in next week where I will be talking to one of the stars of the new season of You. And until then, thanks for coming in.
Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.